Welcome back to another episode of Childhood Remastered, the show where we look back at the cartoons of our youth and see if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not, which is far too often the case. I'm Sean. And I'm Chris. And today we're going to continue our discussion about Galaxy Rangers. The Adventures of Galaxy Rangers. God, I forgot that the last time. The Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. In 2086, two peaceful aliens journeyed to Earth, seeking our help. In return... They gave us the plans for our first hyperdrive, allowing mankind to open the doors to the stars. We have assembled a team of unique individuals to protect Earth and our allies, courageous pioneers committed to the highest ideals of justice and dedicated to preserving law and order across the new frontier. These are the adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. Last episode, I was, I was going to mention about my time with this show. So when I was a kid, well, you know what? Before I do that, I'm going to open up a beer. So again, we went to Valiant uh, and we picked up a couple of beers. This is a, a Saison with a dry hop uh, on Mosaic Hops. It's uh, actually really good. We did this before on another episode. but um, So when I watched the show, I, I'd actually seen it a few times before when I was a kid. We had a VHS video rental place that my family always liked to go to. That was closed on Sundays, and so we would always go on Saturday. Run by Mormons? Uh, I don't know, um, well, but that, but we that would gives go- you an extra rental day. That's kind of that cool. was the whole point. So <laughs> we would our our we would never rent movies except for on Saturday. So Saturday was our rental day, and so we would rent a movie on Saturday, and then uh, our family would then return it on Monday. So that kind of gave us an extra rental day. We'd go on like Saturday in the afternoon. We'd rent a movie or a cartoon show or a game or a whatever. And uh, so Galaxy Rangers, uh, I don't even remember which episodes they were because I was a kid. I was pretty little. Uh, I was maybe eight or so at the time. And we would do, we would rank Galaxy Rangers. And I loved this show, but my brother loved the show even more. He would dance around. He would pretend to be a Galaxy Ranger. He was really into Goose. And, and I liked the show a lot as a kid. And when we decided to go back and do this show, uh, I was... I, I will say that I had a healthy amount of skepticism. A lot of skepticism about how good the show was going to be. And it's, so far, I think it's been pretty good. Yeah, you know what? That, that Most people will agree with you because if you look at this show, if you check it has It has really high ratings. Yeah, if you look yeah. at IMDb or anything like that, any kind of, any kind of uh, TV rating, whatever. Yeah, the show is fairly high rated. I, I want to say that on uh, IMDb, the the rating is like eight out of ten. That's pretty freaking good. Yeah, it is really good for and, for a show that's thirty years old. This year, it's in nineteen eighty six is when it debuted. It's thirty years oh old. Oh God, shit, we old. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I really honestly expected this show not to be any good. I really did. I, I I mean, I know the intro is awesome. I've always known the intro is awesome. Yeah. The intro has been up on YouTube forever. And, it, and you know, you'd have these moments. You go and you look up the intro and you'd rock out and then you'd walk away and that'd be it. Yeah. I had not sat down and watched any Galaxy Rangers since – I have not watched Galaxy Rangers since probably 1991, 92. And, and I was – I have to be honest. I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, I this am is too. this is not Darkwing Duck is better than this. I think we can agree. Darkwing Duck is a better show. It's better written. The animation is smoother. They're more they're more consistent. But for the most part, as an adventure show, this, this show does a pretty good job. Yeah, and this show has a lot of this show has a lot going for it. I mean, the the voice acting isn't terrible. The animation, I think, for the most part, is pretty good. The uh, the stories are interesting. They're things that I, I mean, a lot of times, and especially with this episode that we're going to talk about, uh, a lot of times the uh, the show will use classic Western themes. Yeah, you'll have these like, Western motifs. Yeah, like uh, like a train robbery or uh, or. Well, and even the background, there's like a desert landscapes with mesas and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, uh, these these sprawling kind of desert landscapes with. With painted backgrounds with pinks and browns and 
It's it's yeah. very westernized. Yeah, but what, what I was getting at was that the, they're stories that most people know. They're, oh, they're, right. They're the type, they're types of stories that people know. So I thought you meant the the way that it was the no, no, no. the artistic so, style. No, yeah. so it, they're they're types of stories that people know, and they're just they're taken and they're, they're bank used. robbery story. Yeah, retelling it's it. a it's a bank robbery. It's a train robbery. It's a prisoner transfer, which is essentially what this episode is. Yeah, you know, it, it's stuff like that that you've probably seen in. In Western movies, Western shows, they just retell it with and they, robots. Yeah, they retell it with robots, lasers, and super cool guys that have magic badges that turn them into superheroes. Yeah, and, and this was a time when when a lot of this like kind of uh, futuristic kind of robot thing was was popular. Westerns have had kind of been on the decline since uh, Bonanza and that whole like time period. F Troop. Um, yeah, there, there's not a whole lot of. Westerns just aren't cool anymore. And and for kids in the late 1980s, Westerns weren't cool. But this show was cool. And, and it was because it was Cowboys in Space. Yeah, it, it updated the Cowboy. I mean, it didn't really because it used a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, it's essentially it, Robot Cowboys. Yeah. But So this episode... We're it's gonna called jump, Chained. Yeah, jump into episode four, Chained. Um, like I said, this is a prisoner transfer episode. It starts... There's only one Galaxy Ranger in this episode, and it's Goose. Goose, and it's him writing his... His uh, super badass ship. I, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. It's the one that we talked about the earlier that, that I said it's only used once. So, so he he's transporting this hardened criminal named Macross. And he's transporting him from, I guess, a Galaxy Ranger prison to another prison on Earth to stand trial for something. You don't really get the, intro, the, the info on that. Well, well, really quickly, the episode... Actually starts right off with this scene of this planet that looks a lot like Cybertron, and all I could think of was was uh, Transformers and how much I want to go back and watch Transformers. I've watched that really recently, maybe about a year or so ago. I, I've done about the first sixty episodes of Transformers. It's really, really good, and, and so I can't wait for us to do that. But but it reminded me a lot of Cybertron, and so he Goose comes up in the in the Ranger Interceptor. That that's the name of the the ship. Or okay, yeah. And so he's there to to transport this prisoner named Macross, which I thought was kind of cool because all I could think of was Macross, the the the, the animated uh, cartoon show. You, did you ever watch? Macross? I never watched Macross. So Macross is was it spelled the same way? Capital M A C Capital C R O S S. Did you ever watch Robotech? Yes. Okay, so Macross. Oh no, I remember it now. Macross is the Japanese Robotech. Yeah. So they took. So originally, there was this cartoon show called. It's an anime called Macross, and they went in and they edited the shit out of it, and that's that's how we got Robotech. The story's different. The character names are different. They actually animated or they they edit it in such a way that it's almost a different story. USA, USA, USA. So you can go back, <laughs> so you can go back and watch Robotech and Macross separately and get a different story. But but the guy's name is Macross, and so he kind of looks like um... he's 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 got brown skin. And he's got a green outfit on that looks a lot like a Thai monk, where one shoulder's exposed. I was going to say, he kind of looks like his physical, he's an alien, and he, physically, he kind of looks like Savage Dragon a little bit. Yeah, he's got Except gills. Except he's, he's brown, not well, green. Well, he's got these, like, gills on his cheek. Yeah, like these big um, fins on his cheek. And red eyes and pointed ears. And he's got kind of like a light mocha-y brown skin. And um, and one shoulder's exposed with a, with a reddish or... And let me tell you, it he's is got sexy a, as fuck. Yeah, he's hot. Oh um, my god. It's this reddish-orange tattoo. And uh, he has no hair, except for a small, like, tuft of hair on the top of his head, like a... Like a top knot? Like a, yeah, like a top knot. And like, then, like, this, like... Like green, a samurai or a douchebag hipster? Yeah, and then he's got this, like, uh, Fu Manchu kind of um, goatee. Okay. Um, and that's it. That's all he has. And and so, they, they go in to, to pick him up. And, and there's this thing. I don't know if it, if you caught this, but I mean, my so I work in healthcare. And before I did that, I, I started off kind of on a music track. And there is this this point, and I could not unhear it. There is this point where they Goose and him cuff each. They they get cuffed to each other by the wrist. Yeah. And there there's this moment when Macross says. Coming for to carry me home. Yeah, he doesn't. He does this, the, the freaking spiritual. So he does. He's like, I'm gonna take you back, Macross. Yeah, yeah. To and so he does this this reference, and then there is this really oddly 
instrumental version of Sweet Chariot playing in the background. <laughs> I didn't notice that. As, as they get onto the ship, it, it's um, it's in like a it changes between like a minor, like a like a major and a minor key. And if it, you don't will, if you don't know music, major keys when you change them to minor happy. keys, minor, and then they yeah, get sad. When they, they go to yeah, minor, minor key. key is a sad song. So it goes like. It immediately starts off minor key, so it's like minor key, but then with like um, different notes that are intentionally off, and they're super electronic, and then it cuts to a minor key for like maybe a bar, maybe two, and then immediately goes back to minor key, and then that's it. And they never discuss it again, there's no like reference to it again. It was just this like weird little moment where they're trying to... The music director was patting himself on the back with that one. Yeah, no, he, I mean, he was, he was, he was very happy with himself with his, you know, coming forward to carry me home sweet chariot reference. Yeah, it's Uh, so so weird. That song's about, that song's about being delivered from like trouble. Yeah, it's a, it's it's, he's using it's an old slave spiritual in which they're singing about being delivered from slavery. Yeah. And, and so he's, he's saying it when the name of the episode is chained. And so when I thought about that all together, I thought... Man, there's a lot of, like, weird shit going on before the episode even starts, yeah, really. Yeah, so this is, this is, like, within three minutes of the episode. And, and so it's it's kind of odd. You won't get this kind of content... content. Anywhere else. Yeah, you won't, get, <laughs> you won't get this kind of content analysis on any other podcast in the world. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I overanalyze the shit out of that, but it's, it sounds so weird to hear it, and it, it totally took me out, and I just, I paused it, I was like, wait, did I just hear that? I, ran, I, I listened to it like three times, yeah. and then I had to write it down and make notes on it. So at any rate, I, not to go off too far, but yeah. they end up, they cuff together, and they fly out of the prison, um, and several uh, pirate put, ships put, are waiting for him yeah. in the asteroid belt. I put, man, this is a prisoner transfer, what could possibly go, go wrong? wrong? Yeah, as soon as they leave, as soon as they leave the chamber, the, the like literally fifty ships. There's start like a bunch of them blasting the shit out of them. Trying and he, to, and he does the old put on the brakes trick from a Top Gun. Yeah, so he he slams all the brakes, pulls behind them, and then he floors it in. Front. Literally, all the fucking ships pass him too. It's not like he's just trying to get behind one ship. No, there's he goes fifty ships in a them. giant cloud. And they all keep driving. They forward. are terrible at being pirates because yeah. they miss this, and several of them crash into each other and die in space. I mean, really, in reality, I'm not a fighter pilot, but I would think that that trick would only work if the guy was right behind you. Because if he wasn't right behind you, he would see you backing up they're and be per- able to they're react. They're not that close to him, so... Yeah, that's what I so was again, thinking. So again, they're just like, oh, he's coming right for us. This show there has no knows. problem showing death, because several of them crash and die in that scene. Oh, yeah. And so he engages his hyperdrive, and uh, so they speed off in a hyperdrive, and Macross has this small welder underneath his fingernail. I thought he was just scratching with his fingernail. No, you didn't... See, uh, well, you must have looked down, because he has this, like, weird little mechanical device that's tiny. Uh, Macross, by the way, has, like, long feminine fingernails. Like he, claws, essentially. Claws, kind of. Yeah, and he has this, like, weird little mechanical device that comes out of the bed underneath the nail, underneath, and it, it kind of comes out like a weird mechanical arm, and it's a tiny welder. And it actually, uh, it, it, it he uses it to break free. And so then he gets out of his cuffs and he starts destroying and yeah, smashing he, the Yeah, he's ship. able to disable the ship by doing one big clump, clumpy It's like hand. a slow kid strong yeah. like clomp and on he, the keyboard. And he smashes the monitor and then all of a sudden the ship's like, boo, 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 boo. Okay, did you notice that all the enemy ships oddly look like Klingon Birds of Prey? I did not. I should have noticed Go that. Go back. They are full on copies of Klingon Birds of Prey. And so in this moment... Uh, as soon as I noticed, because I didn't notice it at first, but this is when I noticed it, and then I couldn't unnotice it. The first thing I could think of was kapla, <laughs> kapla. Well, because one of them like yells something out, and yeah. I was thinking it would have been better if he just yelled it in Klingon. But yeah, that, the, so, that, so there's the, my the, nerd flag. The one, but, the one thing that I didn't understand about this scene is if those guys are all supposedly trying to rescue Macross. If they're why are to, they trying to destroy the yeah, ship? They're fucking shooting like crazy. And, he, and, the, and the whole thing. time, Macross, no the whole time, Macross is like. You better stop or my friends are going to shoot you. It's like, bitch, if they shoot me, they shoot you too. Yeah, we're all on the same ship together, dumbass. So, metaphor the, for life. Yeah. So, so he ends up out at this planet. Yeah, they, they, the, ship planet gets nearby. The, the ship ship gets disabled. Yeah. The other ships are like, you set your ship down on this planet or we're going to blow you out of the sky. So he goes down to the planet. And they, they eject out of the planet. They, they eject, but then they get the, uh, the the ship's computer to like keep flying It off. flies into a mountain and it somehow causes two more pirates to crash their, their Klingon, birds of, uh, Klingon birds of prey into yeah. the mountain and kill themselves. 
Um, at the same time, they also eject this giant box with a, a parachute that's got a robotic horse in it. Yeah, he carries his horse around with him. He carries Triton is the name of his horse. Yeah, yeah, that's the name of his horse. Um, and, it, and it's important to, to note that Goose's horse is gray. And I'm going to get back to this later. I'm not going to discuss why. I don't know if you... Do you remember this? Do, did you notice? No? No. Okay, so I'll mention it later. So keep in mind that the horse is gray. Okay, so... So they, they, they escape with him, and um, I wrote down that he's beautiful. Somebody said the uh, it was Annie Oakley, or her name was Annie. Oh, well, okay, so before They that, get in a fight together. So him be, and McCross well, well, get in a fight. Before that, so Goose... Uh, brought his horse and and they're they're running from from the bad guys and he does a couple of these jumps where it looks like he can fly. Oh yeah, the horse does. I bet, and, yeah, the horse. And is, so that's so, why I put down that he was beautiful because he's majestically flying through the fucking. Yeah, but atmosphere. it's like he jumps and then and then the arc stops and it's like. So imagine he jumps and there's an arc like this parabolic arc. And and, just, it, he, and at the top of the arc, he just goes straight. Well, he kicks in his hyperjets. He kicks uh, in his hyperjets, and he just keeps flying. There's no explanation. There's no explanation. He's a cyber steed. It That's all me. you need to know. It was irritating. So, so Macross gets free when they stop, and there's this woman named Annie. Who's who, Annie Oakley? Who's full on fucking Annie Oakley? Because she's I didn't got know this. If you picked that up. She's, or not. she's wearing like what? She's wearing like uh, the full Annie. Okay, so. If any of Just you guys, Google what Annie Oakley looks like. Annie Oakley was a famous female gunslinger. Um, she was a she was a back, sharpshooter. Yeah, she was a sharpshooter and, and a gunslinger, and who who traveled with a, the the Barnum and uh, Brothers um, circus, right? Barnum and Bailey Circus is who she traveled with, I believe. Or no, Buffalo Bill. That's yeah, who Buffalo it was. Bill's. She wild travels. West. Yeah, she traveled Buffalo Bill's Wild Wild West Circus. Yeah, and um, she was she was a badass with a with a rifle with a Winchester. Yeah, uh, but in this show, she's got this um, basically Winchester laser rifle. Yeah, Winchester laser rifle. But she has the full copy pasted outfit. From, yeah, like from the big the big West. hat. She's wearing like like uh, Victorian era uh, dress um, in the future, which yeah. is weird, but whatever. And and so so he meets Annie, and, and Annie and, like full on trains on both of them, and she trains her gun on both of them, and she's like, "Who the fuck are you? And who the fuck are you?" And then on the Galaxy yeah. Ranger, he's like, "Shut up! I wasn't talking to you. Who are you?" So so she ends up eventually she brings them to to her farm slash town or whatever. Okay, so remember I said to to note that his horse is gray. So her horse and his horse change color several times. I don't know. so his horse is supposed to be gray, but they they do these cut back and forth where Annie and Goose are talking, and Goose is telling her about his past as a super soldier and as a test tube baby that he's a test tube baby and all this other stuff. In this scene, Macross is laid over, uh, feet on one side, head on the other, over the 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 upper body of the horse over Titan, who's supposed to be gray, and they do this cut over to him and his face and how he's actually awake and listening and it shows the horse is actually brown all right look hold on one second if we're gonna nitpick every no, no, time, no 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 we're no. gonna nitpick every time the animators fuck up we're gonna be here all day okay no but this is okay this is not just that because annie's horse do you know what what what's what's the color of annie's horse do you remember was it brown nope do you know is it taupe it changes because from scene to scene, it's either pink or blue. Well, that's a horse of a different color. That, that's my that's my entire point. So during this scene, during this set of dialogue, I'm just Annie, glad I was able to say that. I, I figured you would be <laughs> derpa derp, herpa derpa. Uh, the horse changes colors, but it's not like it's intentional. I, I think it was honestly there was one team animating the horse who were animating it as this kind of pinkish brown color, but it's mostly pink. Japanese team horse animators, and then another Japanese team we horse like animators. We like brown. And then the Japanese other ones are horse blue. animators too. We like a blue. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, oh, we must kung fu fight. <laughs> that was perfect because that's exactly what happens. It's like pink, no blue, no pink, no blue, and it was it's like it's like that scene. It's uh, like that scene, Beauty. Sleepy Beauty. Yeah. yeah, with the horse, <laughs> with the with the dress changes colors. So the horse changes colors back and forth. And it completely took me out. I, I had to pause it. I had to rewind it. And I watched it twice because I wasn't sure. This scene too, where they're walking back with 
with the guy on the horse. They have a super awkward conversation about technology because that's how he's explaining. He's yeah, a her test family tube. is like very anti. Yeah, and he and she's wielding like a laser rifle, but riding an old western horse. It's okay. It's it's yeah. a bolt action laser rifle. It's oh, fine. Such no, a waste. So of time. they have this conversation. I want to say it's like it was super awkward about. How technology is great, but you have to be careful because technology can destroy as much as it can create. It was and like this, Stephen Hawking was trying to teach us a lesson about like artificial intelligence. Yeah, and I'm like, what the? F-? And the whole point was like, well, I was a test tube baby, and we were. I was part of this. I was part of this. Uh, like, and if you don't like technology, super then you so, don't want my wang. Oh yeah, there's like super weird sexual tension between the two between of them. Between them, all through the episode. So they, yeah, so they end up back at the farm. And the farm is on fire, essentially, because the pirates torched the town and blow it up with their with their guns and stuff. Yeah. And the the locals are now they got their guns trained on both Goose and Macross. And Annie is telling them, No, Goose is a good guy, don't hit Macross. Or, uh, look at that beautiful blonde hair. Goose. How can you even Yeah. Look at this Aryan child who was built in a chest tube. He is the Obermensch. Yeah. He's totally like a, a Hitler youth. Uh, uh, Blonde hair, blue eyes, the perfect Aryan warrior. He's built in a test tube. This is perfect. Can like, adapt to any situation. Well, he, oh he, man, that turned into like weird, bad Japanese. I was gonna say this is like. Never mind uh, Sean's like semi-racist vocalization here. Uh, Shut up, Tojo. <laughs> Uh, it's just breakfast at Tiffany's or what? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh right Okay, okay. So, so there's a nice show. Right really quickly, there's a show that I want to talk about. Uh, re- very quickly, so that the that we're gonna do later, not not next. Uh, but but there's a show that we're gonna do later that is an animated show based on the super racist Asian depiction created by uh, Mickey Rooney in in that movie. Is that what it was? Yes, that's what it was. It's it's. That's I thought it was, it was based off of like a, a Japanese serial or something. I'm pretty sure that's what it's based off. I, anyways, we'll we'll discuss that later. So oh, sorry, Mister Raytree. So so the the pirates torch the town and the, the pi- town the town hands over goods to the pirates who brought real horses. So that means that their Klingon birds of prey are useless and they're going to get out and ride regular horses. That also means that the other. Birds of prey ships that we have seen destroyed with people killed on them. Killed horses. Also killed horses. That's bullshit. It is bullshit. Um, Poor horses. And so they 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 flew to the town and then they ride away on horseback. So I don't understand that. They fly into town and then they ride away on a horse. Chris, 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 Chris. I can't, Just Sean. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. So this this scene when they basically they take Goose away. This scene has one of those really, really weird conversations. The really weird lines. It's a line that uh, Goose says to Annie. Because she's like, no, no, don't take him. you got to do something. And Goose looks at her and he says, as he's being dragged away by the space pirates, he says, destiny is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. Oh, I wrote that down. And I'm like, what yes. does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Why are we getting into this weird philosophical thing? Yeah, that's a weird philosophical thing to yell at someone that's not like, save me, bitch, save me. It's like, it's up to you to decide if you want to do anything about this situation. Chance has nothing to do with it. It all depends on your actions. Yeah, it, Save me, bitch! It, see, it, it seemed like like a lecture or like a like an exclamation written by like a... Like a freshman college, like intro to psychology professor, right? Uh, (laughs) Destiny is not a matter of chance. It depends on our actions as humans. We have free will. Blah, 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 blah. Herp-a-derp-a-derp. So it turns out this entire, the entire point of this episode is that the pirates and Captain Kidd, or not Captain Kidd, uh, Macross... Are trying to dig up these things called star stones, buried fucking treasure on a planet. This buried is treasured tre- planet. This is, yeah, this is essentially um, treasure planet. Yeah. So they're trying to find sunstones, right? So which are the apparently, as far as we know, they're, rare, they're, super yeah, they're the most valuable. valuable thing in the galaxy. So Goose is tied to a tree, and he tricks them into opening the loot. Right there in front of them, claiming that it could be that Macross is trying to them, and then he's trying to double cross them. Yeah, and he makes a bet with them. He says, "Hey, if there's nothing in there, 
He said like if, X amount of money or whatever. No, he says or, if, no, you if have to let me go free. That's yeah, right. But if they yeah. are there, then whatever. Then you, you can kill me or whatever. You can just tongue my so, butthole, I guess. It turns out that that they they open everything up, and the, the sunstones are there. But then Goose the, says, I did my homework, and it turns out that sunstones immediately evaporate when exposed to sun. So Which is, just defies so, why they're named that. Well, so UV rays essentially evaporate these stones. What a so, useless commodity. So first of all, I wrote down, what a fucking dick. Like, like okay, fine, like you don't, like, you don't want to get killed or whatever, but you didn't have to destroy their treasure. Yeah, you did. Uh, no, no, that's a dick move, man. No, what I want to know is how... It, it seems like Macross knows a lot about Sunstones because he stole a shit ton of them. It seems like the other guys know something about Sunstones because they so know they're why fucking... why would not- they have fucking known? Yeah, it. if that's like... You'd think that'd be Sunstone 101. Like, oh... Hey, we stole them and they're really valuable yeah, make sure we know you a keep, lot about them. Yeah, make sure you keep them locked up or if they hit sunlight, they're going to fucking disintegrate. So it's- he tricks them into opening the box and they evaporate. Yeah. So now, of course, the box is empty, and so then the so, townspeople show up to and save they save him. the day. But there's no fight, which is kind of a letdown. This episode really has no like. Yeah, major... they, they basically the, the 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 people that that broke Macross out leave, and then they screw him over and be like, "Nope, sorry, boop," and they knock him down. They're like, "It's uh, you didn't win this one," and so they leave, and then it turns into like a "Who was that masked man?" type of ending. Because well, Goose leaves with Macross. Well, no, the pirates leave Macross with yeah. The yeah. pirates leave him and then with Goose. and then Goose leaves with Macross to like take him back. But he rides off into the sunset. No, like he rides off into Western the Western. he rides off into the sunset. And a guy from the town was like, "I didn't even get that guy's name." And that was the who was that masked man? No, yeah, it was totally like a the shadow nose. Yeah, type and moment. then the the only the last thing that I wrote about this episode was. Like they had Goose and Annie had a total moment where the, where he's like, "Will I ever?" She's like, "Will I ever see you again?" He's yeah, they like, got to kiss and kind of make out for a minute. Yeah, well, she she kissed him on the cheek, but I think that was just that well, was, that was like nineteen eighties kids cartoon. Oh, like you know, they wanted a bone, but like they can't. Oh, and it, I, so. yeah, no. It, what really happened was uh, someone someone got plowed in the field. Is what happened, or at least a reach around or something. So you next and, episode, you and the episode, reach arounds. Uh, well, you know, you and your cantaloupes. <laughs> hey. She was so, a lovely lady. In a previous episode, no! Sean gave a description about how to have sex with a cantaloupe. Uh, Remember, no. kids, always get permission to have sex with cantaloupes. <laughs> you want informed consent. So so episode five is called Smuggler's Run, which is which is fitting for Sean having sex with a cantaloupe. Well, I was going to say, that's what I call my cantaloupe, a smuggler. <laughs> so, again, Smuggles my hog. Again, I can't stop watching this intro. I love it every time. But but we get this desolate uh, desert planet, and these smugglers are there to make an illegal deal. Yeah, this is sort of like... So we, we des- I, I describe this episode as essentially like a train robbery episode. Well, it, it, no, you know what it is? It, it reminded me more of the, the, the New York mafioso there to make a deal that goes wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking well, the, about? Well, the whole beginning... So the beginning part of it is that they're looking for this guy called the Overboss. Well, well, we, we'll get there. So yeah. so there's this desolate planet, and they're there to make an illegal deal uh, for this thing called Super Juice with, quote, the Veggie Man. And it turns out that it's Zozo sitting on top of Waldo's shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> and then right... Nobody right noticed, in, like, a 12-foot-tall guy. They're like, yeah, That's with this, totally like, normal. bumpy, lumpy-looking body and no face exposed. Yeah. And so it turns out it's a trap by the Rangers to, quote, get the Overboss. Now, the oh, Overboss... It's, it's a total sting operation. Yeah, it's a MacGuffin. So they're there to get the Overboss. And Nico does a judo chop that is hilarious on this guy's neck. So, it totally reminded me of Galaxy... Uh, of, um... Uh, Johnny Quest. So Nico, the, the the female Galaxy Ranger, she seems to rarely use guns unless she's using her giant gun, and she just she uses karate, I guess. Yeah, she has and karate. You, you show you show you see in the intro to the ep- or the intro to the show where when they're showing everybody like Zach grabs his left arm and it glows because that's his power. And then Doc presses a button and then the things come out because that's his power. And then her power, like when it shows her. It shows her doing like some martial arts stance, and then it like zooms yeah. in on her eye, yeah, to just show like, yes, I'm martial arts and psychic. And that's like such, but a, with a blank potato face <laughs> stare. It's such like a, it's such a cop out because you know at this time I'm assuming they didn't want 
women to be strong, powerful people. And I'm not some like fucking social justice warrior saying that women need to be X, Y, and Z. It's just, it's a trend in cartoons where you have the guys that are the big beefy guys who are the fighters. And then when you get to the women, they're usually mages, they're psychic. They have some they're kind of essentially physically useless. Well, yeah, they they have some kind of thing that that supplements their lack of physicality. Yeah, but in this show, she's kind of she's kind of a badass, yeah. which is kind of cool. I mean, uh, as a dad with a daughter, I'm, I'm not looking for them to do it and make it in a weird way and on purpose. But it's nice when when the female characters are are badass kind of by default. She's no so. Red Sonia, but she's still pretty cool. Okay, dude, I love Red Sonia, man. That movie's awesome, and and I don't care how weird she got later, but she's hot in that movie. I don't oh, even uh, care. Brigitte so, Nielsen. She was hot in the eighties. Okay, like let it go. No, I can't let. Lots it go. of people were hot in the eighties. Joan Jett was hot. Yeah, that's. Oh true, my too. god. Yeah. But, Sorry, but, we're getting tra- yeah, we're getting sidetracked. We're getting sidetracked. So so they so set it up the sting out operation. It's a trap by the Galaxy Rangers to get the Overboss. So the smugglers end up blowing up the building, but Doc uses his fucking Deus Ex Machina. To hack the system and get the code before the building blows up, but enough time for him to get everything that he needs and to escape. Yeah. Uh, so the queen wants the super trooper juice. That, that's that's the whole point. That's the juice that basically made uh, Goose. Goose and all the yeah. other people like it's Goose. It's this uh, super trooper juice that made Goose. And there, in further episodes that we're not covering today, no guts, no glory. Yeah. So in further episode, there are other super troopers besides Goose who have other uh, other abilities. Goose is the only one that can fight him. But this super trooper juice is what the queen wants because she wants to make her own super soldiers. Super juice. Um, and and so they're part of this like old human experiment. And the Rangers come up with this plan to quote get the the juice. And the overboss. Don't squeeze the and, juice. And so they split into two teams. And so the first team is Doc and Nico, and the other one is Zack and Goose. So Doc and Nico sneak into this smuggler ship while Goose and Zack put some sort of like satellite device on a on an asteroid. Yeah. Um so there's this beacon on this asteroid and it lures this crown ship into the asteroid belt, um, so that Goose and Zack can sneak onto it. Um, and get the super juice. And get the super juice. And Zach and Go- so Zach and Goose get the juice. Well, hold and, on. And you then would they think, fight their way out. You would think that you would think that this very important chemical would be locked away in a safe or something. No, no, no. No, it's it's literally out sitting- in the open next to a conveyor belt for like fuel or something. Yeah, and with it's two gu- guards, two guards, and that's it. Yeah. So no, they come that- up and they and they steal it. Um, essentially, like one guard gets shot, the other one gets tackled, and and so. They they get the juice. I get, uh, before we get too far away from it, I, I wrote that the uh, I wrote that the crown ship looked like a fucking Hershey bar. Oh yeah, no, it totally does. <laughs> it looked like a you Hershey know, bar that you break the pieces. It's off that of. standard like sci-fi trope of like uh, like a ship needing to look like uh, like just a bunch of boxes stacked on top of each other. Star Trek does this a lot. Anytime <laughs> that there's like a ship that is essentially useless, so whenever it's there's a, it's a, a ship garbage that, ship, yeah, it's a garbage ship or a freighter ship or a. A uh, human transport or whatever. It always just like, Botany Bay. It just, oh yeah, it's a good example. Yeah. Um, so there, it, it always looks like uh, just a bunch of Legos stacked on top of each other. It's and, just like uh, it's just like all the ships I built when I was a kid. I was not very creative with my Legos. Oh no, I had great ships when I was a kid. Yeah, we I, should, had, I had great ships if I had like instructions. If we were friends when we were kids, I would have shown you my Lego shit, man, because I was I was awesome with Legos. I had a priest uh, say the same thing to me, and it led to some bad stuff. Which is why Sean's not Catholic anymore. <laughs> At least not all of me is Catholic. <laughs> no guts, no glory. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, so they use. I went dark really quick. <laughs> but, hey, you're the one who went there. I, yeah. I, I had to follow up. The feat was too perfect, man. So oh. Gus, you, Gus, Goose, Goose uses. His you need a second friend. to recoup. <laughs> <laughs> to, to like reset I'm not gonna lie I'm pretty impressed with my no guts no glory that was perfect uh, I didn't have any guts after that last meeting with the priest he had all the glory <laughs> so, he cleaned so, me out like a plumber snake oh god too far So not far enough I got so it. Goose uses his implant to heal no and, he doesn't use his implant to heal well no he does but no, then he, he uses, does he does and then he uses it to survive in fucking space right okay so so Zack and Goose have this fight 
with the bad guys, and Zack's helmet gets injured, uh, gets uh, cracked or whatever. Yeah. So Goose gives Zack his helmet, and, uh, like, and then Goose uses his super healing no, but ability. That, oh wait, no, no. no he has that, somehow, somehow the ship, no, like the the guys on the bridge can they know that one of the guys has a damaged helmet. They said there's two intruders and one of them has a damaged helmet. Yeah, they don't explain how that happens. But, and they, but it happens. Yeah, and they're like, decompress the, decompress the compartment. Yeah, so they decompress the compartment and one... So Goose hands his helmet over. He's like, I'll be fine. I got my little badge thing Zach's here. got his... So Zach's now got the helmet. Goose has no helmet on in the vacuum of space. But you know what's funny? So, so that happens and Goose has the helmet on. Or uh, uh, Goose gives the helmet over. He has no helmet on. Zach... Is there with his helmet, and then they they remove the vacuum, and Goose goes full like mame status. His face goes gray, and he gets a pair of fucking sunglasses. Did you see that? He's like Max Hedrum. He gets full. He- uh, well, yeah, kind of. So yeah. he gets he gets these sunglasses that just appear out of nowhere. Well, he's got to protect his eyes. I, I guess in the vacuum of space, you got to worry about uh, the sun. Yeah. With no, I, I no, yeah, I so don't know. So he, he's able to survive the vacuum of space because his power is adaptability or whatever the hell his power is. And so Zack saves him. They get him onto the ship and they're good and they fly away. And then Nico and Doc fight a bunch of bad guys. And and that's actually really well animated. Yeah, it was a good fight scene. They're on Tortuna, by the way. They keep going back there. Like I said, it's like the outlaw planet. Well, yeah, it is the outlaw planet, but they do a really good job. They do a really good job at animating that. And, and, like, the background's well animated, the bad guys are well animated, the fight is, is well done. Now, um, I, I hope you wrote down what happened between this and the car chase, because I was kind of zoning out in this episode. I wasn't wait, too interested I, in this I, I episode. Might, yes, I did. No, Because I, I, <laughs> I was, yeah. I was, no, I, I got a lot down, actually. So, so Nico and Doc, they're in, they're in uh, Tortuna. I always want to say Fortuna, because, oh, Fortuna, right? I keep wanting so, to say Tortuga. So, eh, tomato, tomato. So, they're on Tortuna, and they get info about the uh, the overboss from this broker of information, who then contacts the overboss and says, like, they're on their way. Yeah. And so, so they leave, and Nico and Doc fight a bunch of bad guys that's well animated, and Zack and Goose magically show up and pick them up in this car. And so, they all head out to go over to the overboss. And then it turns into a car chase. Yes. Now, Nico says... Can't this thing go any faster, Goose? And Goose says, nah, it gets great mileage, though. I wrote that down, too. Such a fucking stupid line. It's like they were trying to make a joke. Waka waka. It was it was terrible. It was so terrible. The the, the delivery was... You could tell that, that they did not want to say this line. But somebody made them. Yeah. Somebody... You can almost hear the sigh before the... <sighs> no, Fine, but no. it'll get some great gas Exactly. Yeah, ex- it was totally one of those. Fucking gas So there's this cool it's car a Prius. chase. But the car chase is cool, though. No, it is, yeah. No, it's well it. animated. And, it, and um, it's like, take a left here. All right, go straight. No, take a you know, right. This car chase in, in, in some of the artwork around the, the futuristic cities reminds me a little bit of Akira. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, not a lot, but, but a little bit. It kind of has a little bit of that tone. So this is another this is another scene where a lot of people die, and like cars get blown up, cars yes. crash into oh. shit, and they're like, ah. So there there's a there's a reference to a, a meme from the modern era in this that obviously they weren't aware of because of the time. But Zach is, is everybody walk the dinosaur. Not that one. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, sorry, no, <laughs> no, not unfortunate. But 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 there is this scene where where they're in the car and they they turn on like the hover capabilities. And so now that the car can like cover better and it's got like wings or whatever, and Zach is not driving, but he goes, "Goose, get set for another barrel roll. Do a barrel roll, Fox." And that's all I could think of. All Do I a could barrel think roll. Of. Do a barrel roll. Barrel roll. And so at this moment, they do a barrel roll, and in, and while they're under like upside down, Zach pulls out a grenade and uses it against the enemy. And so he throws it out; it blows up another car. It that goes is, perfectly into like a compartment on the car. Yeah, that's not that's not the enemy car. It's some like random like innocent civilian. No, I thought it was a I thought it was their car. I thought it was an enemy car. And then was they it? all got out and ran. And then another car crashed into it and blew up. Oh, uh, see, I thought it was I thought it was the other way around. I thought that it was is a just. Car. 
That is just some dangerous, they, dangerous, dangerous do. Either way, I, I thought they blew up like a regular car and then the, the bad guy's car crashed into them or something, but I, it, it's the same thing. It well, really so they get happen. away, they get away, and yeah. they, they set up a meeting with the overboss to give him this super juice. Well, they pretend to sell the juice to the overboss. Yeah, no, that's what they do. They, they yeah. set up a meeting to like sell the juice to the overboss. Yeah. And then Doc stays outside to try and find. A, they're going to use his like magic computer skills, his Deus Ex Machina to I'm find. I'm with computers. To find I know real, computers. Uh, Overboss. He's essentially right? Scooter Computer. Scooter Computer and Mister Chips. They got the answers at the fingertips. Uh, yeah, I know he kind of is. Yeah. yeah, he's like kind of a big black buff version of Scooter Computer. Yeah, yeah. Mister Chips. So, so he he uh, he stays outside to find the Overboss. And they, they go inside, and they make this deal. And, there's and then a, and they it's threaten like, to use a neutron bomb to blackmail the enemies into giving up the overboss. Yeah, because they, they're like, that's not the overboss. Where is the overboss? And then, like, yeah, they, they pull out the neutron bomb. They're like, I'm going to blow the fuck out of this place. And, and literally all the, guys, all the henchmen just fucking start diving out. They're like, fuck this. I'm getting out of here. And like, they jump out. diving to their they're death. They're like on the fourth story of a building. <laughs> they jump out head first. Like, and it turns out... So, in the beginning of this episode, the person who sent them on this episode was mission. Uh, was no. Walsh. Well, whatever. So, this mission was uh, Commander Walsh and a, a Senator Gaines. It's this woman that they show for like five seconds. And turns out the overboss is Senator Gaines. Yeah, it's okay. It's like a fucking Scooby-Doo ending. That's yeah, what I wrote totally down. It's totally a fucking Scooby-Doo I, it, ending. It's That's like, exactly what I got to Yeah, I wrote down that it was a Scooby-Doo ending because they literally grabbed it. They're like, they're like the, the overboss, whatever. The overboss uh, communication isn't coming from that thing that they thought the overboss was. It's coming from this guy. And they literally grabbed him. And pull the mask off, and it's and I could just imagine them going, Senator Gaines, Gaines. I would have gotten away with this if it wasn't for you pesky kids and your goddamn badge power. Fuck and your robot horses. Fuck. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this this when we were at lunch earlier, and we, well, and at the brewery earlier, I I mentioned this. Remember, I, I talked about the judicial system. This this is the moment. Okay. <laughs> judicial system. Judicial system. So, they find out at Senator Gaines, and the Rangers tell her to confess, or they will leave her there to probably be murdered by the Queen. They use blackmail and threatening of death to coerce a confession. What kind of weird fucked up judicial system does humanity have in the future? Let me tell you something. One that works. (laughs) They have one. You know what the crime rate on Earth is? I'm assuming zero. Because they have... (laughs) Well, in that case, I wonder what like the corruption and brutality. I, I'm the, the percentages know, are. I can never do a Trump impression that doesn't end up turning into a JFK impression. <laughs> I wanted to be like, I am the law and order. <laughs> I see you already did. Yeah, it. I know. I can't do. I I can't do a New York accent. I can't. I can't do it. Sean, always, yeah, and for Sean, it sounds like Brooklyn, or it sounds like uh, Brooklyn. Sounds like Boston. Yeah, uh, I, and I, well, but at any rate, so this that's episode, how the episode ends, ends on. On essentially like a waka a sac- waka, and a, a no, it ends on a sacrifice to the American judicial system. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Uh, thank you, thank you, spaghetti thank- monster, and yeah. and all of your noodly goodness. Yeah. So we We're end up on all the spaghetti the, monsters. We end up on the Mist Walker, which is the last episode, episode six. The Mist Walker. Did you ever play Mass Effect? Uh, yes. Did you yes. ever? I don't know if it was Mass Effect One or Mass Effect Two. I think it was Mass Effect Two. I, I played the, a lot the of the DLC lot, so. Firewalker. Yeah, that was what yeah. I thought of when I saw the, the title. Of this oh, episode. the title. Yeah, I was like oh, Mistwalker. I was like because nothing in the show reminds me of the, of the games. I, I played no, a no. lot of Mass Effect. Yeah, so did I. Um, so many so, hours. So many. So many distractions. God, I love this fucking intro though. Like I thought about this again as I'm watching the show. I love this intro. But but the intro ends. We cut right into uh, this swamp planet that's populated by half human, half bird people. I essentially who live see, in tree I, houses. I said like the, the Kashyyyk, like, I, like on Kashyyyk. Well, I said that this planet is essentially Dagobah. Well, it looks kind of like Dagobah. It's like a but they live in trees, like in Kashyyyk. Yeah, or in, like in Endor, they have a fucking tree village there too. Well, okay, guy. Let, let's discuss Endor and Kashyyyk because if you look originally at the at the idea, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, we've discussed this yeah, before discussed because Lawrence. Uh, um, so Kazdan, who who wrote episode five, 
and helped write part of six. And George Lucas's wife, uh, who they ended up divorcing by episode six, originally this was supposed to be Kashyyyk. He chose to make it Endor because he wanted to make a fucking movie for his kids, just like he did he did for episode one, two, three. I got a lot of nerd rage about Star Wars, but it's, we don't need poetry. to get into that. It's, it's like symmetry. It's it's you don't understand. So, you just don't understand. so I refuse to acknowledge that this is like Endor. This reminds me too much of Kashyyyk. So well, I just yeah, you know what? No, it is like that. Is it Kashyyyk or I always called it Kashik? I thought it was Kashyyyk, but is yeah, it Kashik? I think it, I think it's Kashyyyk. Yeah, it's Kashyyyk. Yeah. Whoa. Whatever, the Wookiee planet. So we we have um we have from the peanut gallery back here uh, Sean's fiance g- giving us a thumbs up that it is Kashyyyk. Uh, so we'll go with Kashyyyk. Um, I like being right. That's kind of nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you must not be used to it at home. No, no. Uh, no so, I'm not going to lie. Joy's smarter than I am. So so um, this planet is this planet is populated at least in part by these like big bird looking motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Like big long legs. But then Macross shows up with his black hole game. And what the fuck? This was what I was thinking when I saw this. Like, okay, Macross. Didn't he get transported to fucking See, Galaxy Ranger that's what Jail? I thought. I thought they had him. Where did he? There's no explanation. Maybe for they had like some assembly bill that like early release for nonviolent criminals because he's just like essentially like a racketeer. The, fu- the future is not is not California, Sean. The future so. is California, as far as California is concerned. That's true. Okay. No. So, um, yeah, but so, Cross so gets Macross out with his black with his black hole gang. Yeah, and so which they, is just fucking. They racist. go and show up. <laughs> <laughs> the black hole. It's it's the only kind of porn. Why is it gotta be a black hole? It's the only kind of porn Sean likes. Okay. So. Whoa. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so so Macross shows up <laughs> and the pirates. Whoa, no. They start destroying everything. Yeah, they're like throwing Molotov cocktails into the fucking bird village. Yeah, it, and burning and it, down it turns, their nests. It turns out that the bird people are this uh, pretty. Uh, non-advanced race, noble savages is yeah, what they the, are. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. This I wrote turned that down. into this turned into dances with motherfucking wolves. It did, and so there's this person named Audrey who's human, and she's studying them for six months. Turns out that these uh, these people she's gone native. She has gone native. Um, more ways than one. Uh, Bert Wiener apparently is uh, very enticing. I wonder if that, um, I wonder if they have like duck wieners. I see. That's what I was thinking. Giant I, corkscrew, terrifying uh, rape <laughs> monsters. <laughs> oh god oh god too much just look up duck penis it's fine we'll move on so they're called bisty finoki which you know it sounds just like duck people okie kanoki or obi kenobi um obi kabi so she's been studying them for six months and she sees this uh attack and she hides and escapes in the meantime at the same time zach and zozo show up Unaware of Macross and the pirates, they're they're there to, to like check up on her. Yeah, they're there just to like check up on Audrey because that's what cops do. They you know they check up on like scientists for no reason to see how yeah. they're doing. So These cops must have nothing. So to after do. this happens, uh, Zach and Zozo and Audrey uh, encounter each other, and Audrey shows up with quote Mistwalker, which is uh, what appears to be the matriarch, of the, the shaman. Society. Yeah, she's the shaman matriarch of of the Bistafinoki, and she shows up and explains with Audrey about what happened. And, and you know what, Mist Mistwalker, she communicates in like this with the weirdest like, fucking. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh uh, no, I'm yeah. going to discuss that because well, you know, we'll do it now. I don't care. So <laughs> there's this several scenes in this show in which. So, Mistwalker will have a line where it sounds like, whoop, whoop, and then she'll have, like, a paragraph of dialogue that apparently is translated. Mistwalker just said that we should do X, Y, and Z, because if we don't do this, then this will happen, and we'll have to, like, bitch, she said three fucking syllables. Where are you getting this from? Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a ton of, in fact, every time Mistwalker talks, it's like, whoop, whoop, and then she'll get a full... It reminds reminds me of an episode, it's an old episode of, um... It's an old episode of a Bugs Bunny cartoon where he's on an island with like a headhunter who's trying to cook him. It's it's old, like like forties. Okay. He's on an island where he's trying to like this guy's trying to cook him, trying to catch him and cook him. And he's like he does this whole long thing where he's like, he's hungry. No, he he made no, this is Bug singing. He does yeah. this whole long thing where he does this long dialogue and whatever the the language is, and then at the subtitle is like, What's up, Doc? And yeah, then, that's and then, I, yeah. and then the next one is he goes, and then it's like a paragraph in the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what made, that's what I immediately thought of in this. Yeah, this whole episode is that every time Miss Walker talks. 
So she's the major uh, shaman of the Bistafinoki. And uh, I'm glad you wrote that word down because I did not fucking remember that. I, I had to rewind it four Bista times. Bistafinoki. They said it really fast, and and and, and I had to. Yeah, I had to rewind it several times. So, Zozo falls and because um, they're they're running away, and the Bistafinoki are with him. Zozo falls him, and this Bistafinoki picks the, uh, Zozo up and but, lifts him by the ears, and then Bist- uh, Zozo gets pissed off. He's like, "That hurts. These are my ears. Don't lift me by my ears." And then Audrey scolds them like children for getting mad and saying, "Well, this is their culture. We need to adapt." And I'm thinking, their culture is to fucking hurt me. Fuck them. I'm thinking, okay, like I get it. Let's 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 go along with their culture. But could you maybe ask them not to physically harm me on purpose? Uh, no, no. Part of their phys- part of their culture is to physically harm you. So fuck off. Yeah, apparently that's okay. So so they all find Macross and the Black Hole Gang. And this this whole episode is essentially the Miss Walker and the Bistafinoki Bisca, and and Zozo doing badass stuff. And well, Zach Zozo, being useless. yeah, Zozo and Zach, and they're they're trying to get away from the Black Hole Gang. And yeah, basically everything on this planet, you, you, they established this early. Everything on this planet eats and destroys technology. Yeah, there'll be like a spider that crawls out of everything. And apparently, when that happens, that means all the gremlins yeah. so destroy at, my at computer. So at one point, at one point when the Black Hole Gang shows up, Zach is like, "Well, I'll take care of this," and he taps his fucking badge and he goes to blast them, and his arms like. He's like, what? Yeah, what like happened? A bunch of sparks fly out of his. Uh, he's like, this. His... He's like, this never happens. I swear to God, this never. This has never happened to me before. I can usually perform. Yeah, no, it's totally. I, I totally thought of that too. <laughs> I thought, well, uh, you know, Cialis will help. Yeah, uh, he just needs to sit in a bathtub somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they all take these boats through the swamp, and Macross ends up chasing after them. And uh, so they they land on dry land, and the Mistwalker lures this. These giant purple bugs to try and kill the black hole gang. They they like sprout up out of nowhere. Oh yeah, they're the fucking for no giant reason. bugs. And then she uses these giant pteranodons to attack the gang. Yeah, and she's so, apparently in tune with all the animals in the fucking. Yeah, planet. no, she's she's like a like an animal whisperer. And noble 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 savage. That's right, noble noble savage. So Audrey asks how Goose was chosen. Uh, and he says alphabetically, like oh the, no, how the, how Zach was chosen? Yeah, sorry. So like, why did we get you? Well, I was chosen yeah, alphabetically, right. and he's like, well, I wish that it was done the other side of the alphabet. No, yeah. So she says, so Audrey wishes that they had started with the other end of the alphabet because Nico would have been more useful. But I looked at the, I looked at it, and it wouldn't have made sense because if it was okay. So if we're talking about the other side of the alphabet, N is the last letter between the four of them alphabetically, right? Yeah. We have Goose, Doc, Nico, and uh, and Zach. But let's just say Zach goes by Fox. Okay? Let's yeah. just say he goes by Fox, just, just to make this easier. So that would mean that Doc would have been the first choice. Because D comes before F. Or if they go by Hartman, he'd be the second. Who cares? She's just, like, what I... She's just butthurt about... No, what I I found in this episode is that Audrey is a fucking cunt. She really is. That is my favorite swear. I want you to know. That is my favorite swear. She is a fucking cunt. She's like, how dare you impose your morality and your sensibilities on this, this... This majestic, majestic, noble culture of big birds... Yeah, well, and you know the thing is, she's she seems to be kind of a dick at every move about this too, and she doesn't ever she doesn't ever attempt to explain what's going on to someone who's never been there. She doesn't attempt to help them understand what's I, going on. She just translates and scolds. I, I have to go back because that is my favorite swear. I don't get to use it often because there's very rarely a time when I get to use it. And, and 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 I know a couple of women who that's also their favorite swear. And also the same thing. Very few times do they it, it's Kathy's favorite swear too. Right? I just like I okay. just like donning a British accent and going, Oh you dirty cunt. Yeah. I guess that's more of an Irish accent. It's more of an Irish thing, yeah. yeah. But you but, dirty fucking cunt. But I, I love that swear. Anyways, so You don't get to use it often in America. At least in, in, in Europe, and particularly in Britain and Ireland, you can call someone a you can call someone a cunt. And, and it's like normal and, parlance. Yeah, it's like it's like calling someone an asshole or a or a whatever a jerk or yeah. something. But I'm glad I, I'm glad I brought it up then. Yeah. So so alphabetical and it's dumb. Yeah. Um, so the Mistwalker is there and uh, she drops these weird floating pellets into the water that quickly grow into vines. And then the Misty Finoki start playing this weird music. <laughs> and then, like it, I, it reminded me of 
it reminded me of episode six, the 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 yub yub song. The da, da, oh yeah, yeah. And then because like, Zach even says he's like, "What? We're not we're not celebrating. What are we celebrating? Why, like, why are you guys are playing, playing music? music?" But it turns out that the music like calls the wild or whatever. Oh yeah. So Macross calls this Planet Crusher a vehicle, which that is, looks like a bunch of like uh, rolling pins covered in spines. It's just it's essentially a giant sand crawler. We keep going back to Star Wars. Well, you know, what it looks like is if you took a rolling pin and then you stacked several more rolling pins on top of it across the top two, like across the top of the, the device, and then you had like some tank track behind the first rolling pin on the bottom. Yeah, it essentially, That's what this looks like. It essentially knocks down all the trees. Yeah, it just, just crushes everything. everything. But it doesn't work that well because the Bistafinoki... Um, end up swimming across quicksand. Yeah, they swim across which, quicksand. Let me let me take a quick. Which makes no hold sense. On. Let me quick. Let me take a quick detour. Where, as a child, I really thought that quicksand would be a more prominent issue in my life, based on like a lot of cartoons and shit that I saw. Yeah, I I'm, did too. Like, like I was. I thought always, I would encounter quicksand in everyday yeah, life. I was always super wary about. Badges, because quicksand in cartoons and stuff is fucking everywhere. Yeah, it, it looks just like normal sand where you step on it. It's like, oh my god, quicksand! When written reality, it's like in a bog and it's not really life threatening. It's like in a few spots on the planet. Yeah, yeah, and it's so, really not life threatening. And so, so they swim across this quicksand, and then the 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 planet crusher the gets planet stuck. Crusher gets stuck and destroyed, and um, so they swim across, and the the Miss Walker. It, they're, they're now at this like pool of gators, and this Miss Walker comes out and like starts singing this dumb song, and Zach uses some like weird like he has resonating like a, tech. Yeah, he has a sonic emitter that he used earlier on to like try and get the bugs away from him, but it attracted right, the right. bugs instead. So she she, she tunes his no his she does thing. another one of those things where she goes like she goes like whoop, 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 and then and then Audrey's like she wants to know if you can tune your sonic emitter to to match her frequency of singing. Yeah, in, in what? All of, in all of whoop whoop. Yeah. So yeah, so they tune it together. The gators fall asleep. They so walk. does so does Zozo. True, but then all of a sudden Zozo's awake. They like the next scene. Zozo's awake. They don't explain it. They walk across. The they lake. walk across the water. The bad guys chase behind them. They continue to soothe the gators to sleep and let the bad guys cross the water. And when the gators, uh, once they get about halfway across. They wake the gators up on purpose. And fucking they devour the people. Some of them, they do. But they, again, they have no, no qualms it's with worth, killing bad guys. It's worth mentioning that the whole reason the Black Hole Gang are there is to get sunstones. Star stones. Star stones, whatever. Yeah. They're trying to get star stones on the planet because that's the most valuable resource anywhere, apparently. And that's what they're looking for on And so planet. then they come across a section of a bunch of like tall grass. They crawl through the grass. And there's these giant predators that they call... It's almost like a Jurassic Park two moment where they like the, the, the raptors are the like raptors. pulling people down. Yeah, like through like the cornfields or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's totally like that. And so the black hole gang is chasing after him, and then they run across this open plane, and the Galaxy Rangers or the Galaxy Ranger and yeah. the Bistafinoki run across, and she's like, "Take every step that I do." So they they have to follow her or whatever. But the bad guys just run straight across, and it turns into like an antlion hive. Well, well, what it looks like is. So there's this boss in the Legend of Zelda Super Nintendo game where uh, it looks like a sinkhole opens up and then this pincher boss comes out. It's essentially an antlion. That's what I mean. It's like, like the, an antlion is like a thing that digs a hole and then the ants fall oh, in. Oh, right. You're right. And you're then right. it like just comes up and goes, Harr! I didn't know that was what that yeah, was that, called. That's yeah, an, it's an antlion. Yeah, see, all I can think of is Legend of Zelda. So I thought of, I thought of Sarlacc too a little bit. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like so it's, a, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of pits with like a thing at the bottom that's going to eat whoever falls in. So all yeah, the, with these giant pincer bugs inside. All of, like ninety percent of the bad guys end up falling, falling in. inside. Well, they don't die though. They're like well, hanging on to the edge. They don't. They just cut away, and we never. Find no, no, out no, what no. Happens. They 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 they're hanging on to the edge, and the Bistafinoki come back out and save them, and then they're like holding them down with their spears. Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. At this point in the episode, I was like tuning out too. So, but that's what happens is the Bistafinoki save them and then capture them. Yeah. And so that's what they ends all, up. They all get captured and then um, Macross gets away. And it turns out that Miss Walker could speak English the whole fucking time. Yeah, bitch. And all of this whoop whoop nonsense was completely null and void. 
So the Mistwalker fixes their their technology, which couldn't work this entire time. She fixes it. I and I put down. I said I don't know why the how the fuck did the Bistafinoki fix things since they used music? They used their flutes to fucking to fix, fix everything. It. Uh, apparently, the music got spiders to fix the the electronics. Doo-doo, I don't know. So she stays, and then Zack and Zoza leave. And um, yeah, Audrey's like, "No, I have more to learn from these people." And so Zozo says, "Sometimes the magic doesn't always work." And it was just like one of those moments when it—it it was a reference to an earlier comment. It was when he tried Walker. to. It was when he when tried, he tried to, to blast use his gun, his... and it didn't work. And it was like such a dad joke. I had to write it down because, fuck, man, it was just so terrible. Yeah, um, and I, I wrote down like, what, what was the point of this episode? To show that technology won't always save you? I, I guess I, this was the weakest of the six that we watched. Yeah. I didn't. I was kind of bored. But, yeah, that's um, why I was. I like. I kind of. But at the out end of the episode, it turns out the Bistafinoki had Starstones the whole fucking time. Yeah, those fucking bastards. So, so yeah, that's, that's the end of this episode. I'd say by and large, the show's pretty good. Yeah, no, um, I liked the show. I really did. It I, has I, moments. I mean, we complained about some stuff here, and we're kind of like overanalyzing, but. There's, that's there's, our fucking job. That's true. That's what we're do, here to do. I, I don't know. I would recommend it. Go back and watch it with your kid. No, I would too. Because you know what? You know what? It, it's definitely a show that if I had to if I had to generalize it, I would say it's a show for boys. Um, I'm sure girls would like it too. Yeah, I mean, it's a show yeah. that was directed at boys. I would say, and, I, and boys for the most the 1980s. part, 1980s. Oh yeah, today probably girls would be fine. But. Yeah, no, it, and it's a show that it has it has good story. It has it has humor. That's not readily well. The, the humor it kind of falls flat, but but it's an action story for the most part. Yeah, it's it's got action. It's got good writing. It's got fairly good voice acting. Right. Um, it's got good production value. I I think that it's it's worth a revisit if you if you've yeah, watched it if you watched it thirty years ago and you want to see it again. Definitely better than some of the other stuff you could go and revisit. That's yeah, for and sure. and the fact that it's a cult classic is definitely. Worth revisiting because, because lots of, of you people may not have even heard of this. Yeah, lots of people like it. The Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. At least, at least watch one episode to listen to the fucking music because that's worth it. Yeah, it's worth the twenty-two uh, minutes and fifteen if, seconds. You could probably skip the first episode if you wanted to, and maybe start at the second or third episode. Yeah, that's probably better. Uh, I mean, the first episode helps give you context, but if you listen to the show, you don't need it. You have it now. So. Yeah. Go watch, start at the second or third episode. Hell, start at the seventh or eighth episode. Now yeah, you There was like 65 fucking episodes of this show. Yeah, that's a decent amount. Yeah. Uh, it's not bad. So, I mean, it gives you something to watch. I yeah. would recommend it. I would recommend it too. Did, did, uh, did uh, Eleanor like it? She was indifferent. She wasn't really that interested. She's well, really into Freakazoid. Well, right it's now. not really a show. Days. I guess it's not really a show that's, that's directed at like a two and a half, three year old. No, she, she didn't really care. But Yeah, this is a show that I would say is more directed towards like your... Ten, Five to eight year olds. I would say even maybe like, like 12, your, your nine to twelve year olds... Yeah, well, I would say five because they're like into like that, some of that stuff. I'd say five to I'd say five to ten slash twelve. Yeah, yeah. So. it definitely. Has, it, but I'm thir- pre junior high. Yeah, we're in our thirties, yeah. and I still fucking liked it. It was fun. I mean, for most, uh, I think for the most part, it was like a nostalgia visit for us. But I, I went in expecting it to be bad, and it was fun. Yeah. So I would recommend it. Chris would recommend it. Yeah. I hope you enjoy it. Take a fucking look. Who cares? Yeah, well, I mean, you no, know, I care. I shouldn't have said that. So, so the next episode <laughs> is going to be the animated Ghostbusters, and oh, I have, man, and I have some stuff. So, oh I, man, this so, was this was so, so as a, as a kid, as a kid, the three toys that I had the most of was Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters animated show, Ninja Turtles, and Thundercats. Those are probably my three favorite shows as a kid. Ghostbusters is probably number one. Most of the time, most of the time, when people ask you like, "What's your favorite movie of all time?" People have to stop and think. They're like, "Oh, I don't know. That's a hard question. I can narrow it down to the top five, top ten, maybe. I don't know." For me, it's no question. Ghostbusters is my favorite movie of all time. The comedy, the actors, the writing, everything about that movie, I love so much, and it translated into the show. I loved the show. I have lots and lots of fond memories of the show. Um, the toys for the show were really cool. The toys were so cool. They were they were really creative. But toys. we're gonna go back because I haven't watched the show in a long time. It'll be fun to see if it's any good. Yeah, I I have lots and lots so, of fun memories. And and I and I have something for Sean. So we'll, we'll oh talk yeah secrets. I have secrets. So oh no. So uh so I think that'll do it for this episode. Yeah, that'll do it for this episode. If you want to talk about this episode, if you want to talk to us. You can always hit us up on Twitter at RemasteredCast, at RemasteredCast. If you want to send us an email, that's remasteredcast. 
No, it's Childhood Remastered. Sorry. That's right. The email address is childhoodremastered at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page if you want to hit us right. up there. Just search for Childhood Remastered. Facebook.com slash whatever. Childhood Remastered. I don't know if that's the address. But just search for Childhood yeah, if Remastered. if you search Childhood Remastered, you'll find up. us. Yeah. You can talk to us, ask us questions, suggest shows. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is we record these about... Well, we record a lot these a lot of episodes in you know we record these in advance. Yes, uh, that's <laughs> several in advance, and and at the same time though, if we get enough interest in us wanting to do a particular show from you guys, we'll be more than happy to change up our our schedule. Yeah. So we'll be happy to throw something in, kind of in the middle of what we weren't planning on, if we get enough requests. Yeah. So uh, I think that'll do it. Yeah, that will do it, I think, for this episode. I, I hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this trek down memory lane. Uh, and so until next time, I'm Sean. And I'm Chris. And this has been your Childhood Remastered. We will see you next time. <laughs>